What's up, Detroit? It's your girl, Lily, and you are now tuned in to Vibing in the D. Vibe with me on social media at Lily's underscore vibe. That's the at sign, L-E-L-E-S underscore V-I-B-E. If you would like to advertise on this podcast, email me at lilies.vibe at gmail.com. What I'm looking for are fashion designers, jewelry designers, MUAs, hairstylists, barbers, and more. Follow the Facebook page, Vibing in the D with Lily. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, and you can also download the Anchor app and search for Vibing in the D with Lily. I'm so excited right now. So this week I'm frosting you with the diamond of Detroit, Elise King. What's up, Elise? Hey, girl. What's (laughs) up? I do want to say thank you, first of all, for taking time to have this vibe session with me. And I was trying to remember when I first, I think I first saw you was Mike Sandusky had told me about you. I don't know if it was at Chromatics or either if it was at the Bullfrog. I don't know which one was the first place I saw you at. I'm not sure, but I do remember us meeting through Mike, though. Yes. I Mike the flutist. <laughs> Mike Sandusky. <laughs> yes. So when I um, when I first saw you, you performed My Moments. Mm. Tell me about My Moments. Okay. Um, my Moment is a song uh, written by myself and uh, produced by Eric Pruitt. Um, I had a, I had been, I had the title my moment for a while, mm-hmm. and I knew that I wanted to write something pertaining to it. I just didn't know what or how I wanted to say it. I had writ- wrote the song so many times. Um, I was confused. I was just like, I it didn't seem right. So I end up getting a call um, from uh, an entertainment company wanting me to open for George Clinton. Hey, hey. Which was my first big major opportunity. And they was like, we want you, you have to do X amount of covers and X amount of originals. Mm. So um, I'm like, none of my originals at this point were worthy of the stage, you know, George Clinton stage. Okay. So I'm like, okay. And I kept, when I was going through all of my, I have notebooks of lyrics. I was going through my stuff. I kept coming back to my moment. I'm like, okay, let me do something with this song. So I called Eric. I said, I need you to come over a little bit early for rehearsal. I said, I got this song. I got a groove. I just need you to listen to my groove. So I sung him the groove. He played it on the keyboard. He was like, okay, we got the groove. He was like, now just feel it, just vibe. So I just started singing how I felt about that phone call. And I felt like this was my moment. It was my time. Okay. My time to shine. You know, and I just talked about um, how it, how it made me feel as an artist. Like, you know, we work so hard and sometimes we don't get recognized for what we do. It's, you know, chasing a dollar in a dream. You ain't lying. <laughs> okay, that's cool. It's one of my favorite songs, yo. Is it? It's my moment. It's my year. It's my jam. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, I really like that song. Um, it's very uplifting. Yeah. And um I I like that about your songs, how they're relatable. Like I was listening to well one of my favorites is Life. Mm. And honey <laughs> We all know about life. Life, <laughs> life is, is a trip. 
Yes. And um, just listening to it. I mean, it, it covers personal out the world, you know, the whole yeah. the whole shebang. And I just I like that about that. And then good old days. Yeah. Everybody can relate what's, to that. Um, what's crazy is uh, when I wrote life, I was in a really dark, dark place. Really? Um, yeah, I was in a really dark space and I had to get that out of my head. Um, it was the first, like, I really, really contemplated quitting music when I wrote that, like, when I was writing that song. Oh, wow. Because it was just so hard, you know, it was, it was, life was hard, personal, business, relationships, everything was just coming all at once. I just was like, F life, you know, wow. and I was like, let me write this down, how I'm feeling, let me write this down. And then I took other people that were around me I took their other their situations that I was trying to help them get through and I put that in the song as well and um what helped me get through that was writing good old days okay um I started thinking about what would my grandma want me to do okay what would my grandma say right now and I said well you know I started thinking about the good old days when she was alive and we used to be playing uh you know Mr. Fox Mr. Fox or mm-hmm. she'd come in the house <laughs> smelling like white diamonds or kiss me with a red lipstick leaving it on my cheek so that's where good old days came from okay yeah that's dope okay hold on so Elise you sang for Aretha Franklin and the last show that you did you talked about that yeah. a little bit on stage tell the listeners about that because i thought that was just awesome um well i uh i was actually performing my moment on channel four um it was uh when i had released uh released it getting ready to open for george clinton and um she ended up hearing me on the news she was watching channel four and she heard me and she called into the station by this time I was, you know, gone, um, and the station manager, um, he ended up calling me and, you know, he, he wanted me to brace myself. I'm scared. I'm thinking somebody that messed up something or damaged something. <laughs> you know, you got to sign them little waivers when you go in there. Right. I'm like, what ain't a stove, you know? <laughs> you know, who done stole the extra pop, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Somebody took tissue home or something, you know. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what was going on, but um, yeah. So he told me he was like, um, someone very special caught your show, and I'm like, who? And when he said Aretha Franklin, I almost died. Yeah. I love her. Um, so um, I almost fainted. He gave me her personal number and her assistant's number. So I end up um, calling right away. I got no answer. I was like, man, I ain't going nowhere. And that was actually the day I got my third degree. So I was going out bowling, celebrating. Okay, celebrating. Yeah, so before I left the house, I called. Still no answer from either. It's like, okay, left a voicemail. It was cool. Uh, while I was bowling, <laughs> while I was bowling, um, she ended up calling. She ended up calling, and mm-hmm. uh, I ran to the bathroom, and I couldn't pick up the phone in time because I didn't want her to hear all the music and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I was in the bathroom literally having an, an anxiety attack. Like, I was dying. Like, they probably thought I was on drugs because I was in there like, F, S, M, F, I would say everything, you know. So um, right when I got ready to leave out the bathroom, she called. Wow. And I picked up the phone and she said who she was. I almost fainted. 
Glad you was in the bathroom. And, uh, yeah, and she uh, <laughs> 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 Aaliyah. <laughs> and she told me she caught my performance and uh, she loved my voice and she uh, loved the song and wanted to know who had wrote the song and I told her I did. And uh, she said, you know, uh, do I have more like that? I told her, yeah, I do. She said, do you have songs better than that? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, I need, I need some songs. And uh, so she gave me her attorney's information. Wow. And um, yeah, so uh, it went from there. And uh, from there, I got the opportunity to um, open for her. I got the opportunity to pay honor to her while she was still alive. Mm -hmm. And then after paying honor to her, um, after she uh, passed, got the opportunity to do that. So that's awesome. It was an amazing experience. I know it was. Yeah. Riri. Auntie Riri is what I call it. Yes, indeed. So tell me about the Pure Nastiness Band. The Pure Nastiness Band. Um, well. Of course, as you know, I'm a solo artist, um, and I do have a band that plays behind me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will want to know, hey, what's the name of your band? And I'll just be like, oh, that's just Eric, or that's just Travis, that's just Drew, whoever was playing with me at the time. And I, I, I kind of got tired of just saying that I needed to make them a brand just like I'm a brand okay. because they are a part of me. So um, I struggled with the name of it because I didn't want it to be typical. Um, I wanted it to have a touch of class and a lot of raunchiness to it. Okay. You know, something different. Um, so when you hear the pure nat, the pure is the touch of class. The mm -hmm. nastiness is that raunchiness. When people will always hear the pure nastiness. They're like, why you name them that? If you hear these boys play, you know exactly why I named right, them Right, you that. get the stink face because when you, you the, listen to them. You, come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Because I'd be like. Just look like somebody just waved mm. a diaper in your face. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, just yeah. nasty. That makes so sense. that's where that name came from. I think we got started in 2000 and the first time, 2015. Okay. 2015 is the first, yeah. We got started in 2015. Cool. So what do you love most about the band? What I love most about the band, I love most that we are just not a band. And when I say that, I mean we are literally like brothers and sisters. Like if somebody's dealing with something, we can tell. Okay. Um, it's not just about music or, or getting money, coming to collect a, a couple of dollars and take it back. No, it's, it's, it's an actual family. We get on each other's nerves, we fight, we argue, and then we all go get chicken or ice cream <laughs> or have a girls' night and twerk chicken in a hotel room. Chicken saves lives. It does. Chicken <laughs> saves a lot of lives, you know. <laughs> But I love that about us. We can literally get mad at each other and then we can all go to the club and twerk, you know, okay. or, or something like that. I mean, that's is the, the togetherness. Not a that's lot of good. bands have that, you know what I'm saying? And on stage, our energy is ridiculous. You know, the band, we feed off the band, the vocals, we're, we feed off each other. The energy is ridiculous. Yeah, I've seen that energy. Ridiculous, you know, so... Okay. It's something you have to witness for yourself. You definitely, know? definitely have to witness it. Now, where are you at a lot? Um, my home venues, I would say, is definitely Motor City Casino. 
Um, and definitely is that the Chromatics Lounge? That's it, Chromatics Lounge. Okay. It's inside of Motor City Casino Hotel. Um, I'm there at least once a month. Mm -hmm. um, another home venue of mine, of course, is Aretha's Jazz Cafe inside of the Music Hall. Um, those are my two major home venues right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm working on a lot more. You know, I do a lot of festivals and out-of-state gigs, but I'm trying to do more um, more local things. Most of the local things that I do are private events mm -hmm. or festivals um, or corporate events. So, because I kind of did the whole local bar thing. I don't really like paying that much. I ain't singing for four hours for $25 or something. It don't pay? Mm-mm. That's not right. It's another question we need to ask. Why venues don't like to pay? I don't know. Go on ahead and talk. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I don't know why you think you can get a six-piece band for $300. You can't get six pieces of chicken for $300. <laughs> I, 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 it's, and I look at it like this. You pay, for, you pay for what you want. Right. And if you want me because you feel like I'm one of the best or I'm best at what I do then you pay for that right. it's not necessarily all about the money but what people don't understand is the business aspect behind it because if you hire Elise King I'm an entity I'm a brand I'm a business I have to file taxes on that money right. and at the end of the year when you 1099 me and I 1099 everybody else you forgetting I still had to pay taxes on that money right you know what I'm saying so somebody gonna owe and it ain't gonna be me right yeah, so people, a lot of people forget that. If you pay me $500 and there's six of us, how how much do you think you got to take out of for taxes? Right. You know, people don't think about that. Yeah, time. It took me a long time to get there. That's the business side of music. I don't think a lot of people a think lot about of, A lot of people like don't that. think about that. they just that like, because hey, these, come do my venue. Yeah, even even when you get paid cash, you still have to report that income. Right. I'm not trying, like, if, if something, and I'm not even going to say if, when something breaks for me and I get that, that status, that, mm -hmm. that blue check by my name. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want the IRS. I said that right, the IRS. Okay. Coming, knocking <laughs> on my door. Right. Talking about, we need your range We need you to give me that blue check back. Because <laughs> 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 they'll take everything. They will take everything, even your Twitter name, all Man. of it. You know, so I just, I'm trying to do everything in decency and in order. Mm-hmm. So and, and make sure that everybody eats. You know, I'm right. being, a, being the leader of a band is not easy, and especially when you're responsible for seven, eight other individuals. They have kids, they have bills, just like I do. Right. So you have to make sure everybody's good. So not only, not only are you a singer, you're an actress. <laughs> yes. Tell a, me about that because a, I actually double of the arts. I saw you in two plays. <laughs> I saw you in Jay McLean's. The Last Cry 2, mm -hmm. and I saw you at Mark Hunter's, uh, was that called I Can Make You Love I Me? I Can't Make You Love Me, Okay, yes. and you had the the single with DeLorean Cotton. Yes, yes. Um, the Last Cry 2, I played a character named Miss Maggie. She was the um, comedic act of the play. Mm -hmm. You know me, you know I'm a goofball. Mm -hmm. um, that play was very fun. Um, Jay actually allowed me to be very creative with the character as far as um, lines and creating, um, being able to um, ad lib certain parts, and she loved it. She didn't like it. She let me know I don't like that. Take that joke out. <laughs> or, you know, um, and funny thing is, is that Jay's uncle is actually married to my aunt. Really? Yes. Oh, so wow. we're actually cousins through marriage, and we did not know. It's a small world. Yeah, after all. So. <laughs> 
So um, that play was very, very fun. Um, I enjoyed playing that character, and I enjoyed working with Jay as well. Um, she is a very, very, very talented um, playwright, um, a joy to work with. She's a Gemini like me. Oh, yeah. So when, you, when we are in our zone, when we are um, putting on our vision, we don't play. One thing about Jay is that she was very serious about her vision. Um, she allowed all of her actors and actresses to have their creativity within her art, um, but she made sure that her vision and what she wanted to say came across. So right. um, a lot of people um, might have took that the wrong way, but I understood her as an artist. I understood her. I enjoyed it. Cinema. I enjoyed it. I and love she, that play. And she, I hadn't seen re- the part. I hadn't she, seen part one. I, I, we what she did, and that was another thing. She had gave away part one to people that bought tickets to yeah. as well. And um, she had gave away it at the um, to some of the actresses, so we could see it. So I got to see Miss Maggie beforehand. Okay. And she was funny. The character, she was funny. I think I took the character to a different level, which was hilarious. Because I, in this play, I actually had a a, a partner that was, that was with me, you know. So mm-hmm. um, it was hilarious. That's cool. Uh, working with Mark Hunter um, was a joy as well. Uh, super dope uh, playwright. Guy is extremely funny. Um extremely talented um he keeps it real as well um very serious about uh you know his art um him and jay are both ridiculous with the pen with the writing um as far as their visuals and their creativeness um with bringing their story from the page to this actual stage mm-hmm. um i i played the lead i was the one of the lead i was the one of the lead characters um the pl- that play meant a lot to me because I actually had been through that before. Okay. It was a play about um, a woman and a guy. They were engaged, and he loved her. She loved him, but he lost his attraction to her because she was plus size. Mm-hmm. So even though she was everything, she was everything that he wanted in a woman, he just wasn't attracted to her because of the way that she looked. Mm. Um and um, he went looking elsewhere. And even though he got what he wanted elsewhere, he got the looks, but everything else wasn't there. So and by, that's exactly what happens. It, and it happens in real life. And she couldn't take it anymore. And she got tired and she left. And by the time he wanted to get his act together, uh, somebody else came along and they were taller and sexier and more fit and younger than he was and and had everything that okay. he didn't and they loved her and all of her juicy meat okay and that character was played by willie from day 26 right right i remember now he's a cutie oh yeah <laughs> he's a cutie and he smells delicious really did you hear what i said delicious i love and delicious he, he was he was folks. he was very very sweet Mm-hmm. and humble when i met him he was like oh i can't wait to work with you he followed me on instagram oh, that's um so nice. we w- went off read our lines he was he wanted to get into his character um so it, it was he made i felt like i was like damn you know <laughs> i felt like this was real life like <laughs> him working with him and then working with quentin sharp he was also the guy that didn't want me mm-hmm. you know so at the end of the play both of them actually ended up proposing to me Right, right, right. Play. And um the play was called I Can't Make You Love Me and Mark wanted a song. He wanted me to sing. But he wanted a song from me that was original, um, that uh you know, 
related to my character. Okay. I had certain songs that could, but I'm like, I've done this before. People have heard this before. What can I do? So I literally, Mark was literally on his way to pick me up for rehearsal. And, and that's another thing about him and Jay. They make sure their actresses and actors can get there even if we can't. Really? They made sure of that. I had been without a car and Mark was like, you're going to get here. Jay did the same thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They believe in one team. That's good. We all a team. If somebody, if you live on the east side and somebody who live on the east side can't make it, pick them up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how they were. And I love working with them. Uh, a lot of Detroit playwrights, I'm not going to say don't do that because I haven't worked with a lot. But working with both of the, them have been I have nothing bad to say about either one of them awesome. at all. But I end up writing, I Can't Make You Love Me. And as soon as he pulled up, I was literally cutting off the radio, copped in the car, let him hear it. And he was like, when did you write this? I said, oh, when you said you was 10 minutes away. Mm. And he was like, you got to be lying. And I was like, no. Nah. And I sung it. I said, but I'm hearing it as a duet. And he told me, he said, well, that's funny. He said, because you have a new partner that's going to come in and team up with you. He was like, and I want them to sing a song with you. And I said, well, they can take the second verse. Lo and behold, it was DeLorean Cotton. Shut and that up. boy can sing the yes, water can. from out the Red Sea, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you. He just sang the water from around Jesus' feet when he walked on it, okay? You understand? Jesus would be like, where the water go? DeLorean would be like, <laughs> water like that. That boy can sing. That's what's so up. So that's how that song came up. Came that's up what's hard, up. So. so, so you enjoyed being in the plays. Do you do you look for look forward to doing more? Yes, I I, I want to work with Mark again. I I definitely want to work with Jay again. Um, and it it sparked my interest back because my first love is writing. Okay. Um, before I took singing serious because I was always um, self-conscious about my voice or I didn't want to do it because people would tell me, you know, you don't have the look or you don't have the sound. You're a big girl, you know. So I just was like, all right, I'll just be behind the scenes and write. That's what I was doing. I was writing sing songs, poems, skits. I have written actually 12 stage plays. What? And I've put on three at my church. What? Um, I stopped writing plays when my grandmother passed. Okay. She was the person I would call and be like, Grandma, you know, I wrote another play. Her and my aunt, my oldest aunt, Aunt Rini, I would call and sing her all of my songs. Um, her son, Randy, is actually who produced Life. Okay. And uh, Let Me Love You. He produced a lot of my records. So um, it, that death took a toll on my aunt, so she wasn't as available to me. And I, you, I don't get a lot of support from my family. So when those outlets weren't there as much... Kind of, I just was like, kind of dimmed your light. Dim my light, but I'm working on a new play. Working on a new play. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, um, I'm almost done. I, I have. I'll be honest. I haven't. I haven't worked on it in a few months. I had to put it down because I was going through some personal issues. But I think that these personal issues are exactly what I needed to go through so I can finish it. And sometimes that that fuel will make things in 2019 into some fire. I definitely want to put this play on. So within the next week or so, I think I'm going to get back to writing in it. And, um, you know, who knows? You know, maybe vibing in the D with Lily and being to play with me, you know? <laughs> That's yeah. what's up. That's what's yeah. up. So you have many talents. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I do a lot. I cook. I braid hair. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, always I'm a, hearing about I'm a licensed and certified massage therapist. Most people don't know I have three degrees. 
I be hearing about this stuff. Oh, you be hearing about the cooking? The cooking, the <laughs> massage therapy. <laughs> therapy. All of that stuff. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. You, you, it's, it's good to be well-rounded. I like to be a jack of all trades. And have more than just one thing going on for yourself. Because, yeah. I mean, nowadays you need that. You know? My grandma always told me, if you stay busy, you stay out of trouble. Then that might be why I'm always in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? You made me Scratch give, that part. You made me give you the inner laugh, Lord Jesus. That's the good laugh. That's the good laugh. Mm -hmm. So, just out of curiosity, what what's one thing in the local music community that you would like to see change? Mm, 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 mm. How much time we got? <laughs> we got time. <laughs> I got to sit up for this question. Okay. Um. One thing I would like to see changed is definitely the the um the support. Definitely the support. Um I don't I'm not gonna say I one thing I don't do is I don't expect other artists to support me. Reason being is because a lot of Detroit artists look at you as competition, which is crazy. It is absolutely absurd. I feel like we are all individually talented in our own rights. Um, I'm not better than nobody, and I don't believe no one is better than me. We have our own level of talent. Um, and if something is for us, it will be for us. Right. Right. I'm not going to hate on this person because they got the opportunity. It wasn't meant for me, so that's why I ain't get it. Right. But I'm going to clap for you. Cause you deserve that. Um, is the just the whole the whole support of each other when, you know, if I see somebody getting a uh, getting on a tour, they going on tour with somebody, I'm not gonna be mad. Oh, that should be me, cause I'm better than. No, you do you, boo. Congratulations, keep going. Right. Or if I see somebody getting a gig, I, you know, and I went for that same gig, I ain't gonna be bitter about it. I that that whole that, and that's what I mean and by support of, of each other. It's crazy. Um, another thing I would like to be seen. Um, that I would like to be changed in the local music scene again is um, the venues um, as far as promoting and pay. Um, you know me. If I'm doing something, I'm promoting it. Um, a lot of artists don't promote. You have to do that. or And then they complain about not having support. But don't know about, can't nobody support you if they don't know what you're doing. Exactly. You know, and I'm not saying flood the timelines. Or, or I'm flood the timeline, vibing <laughs> in the deep with Lily. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> My bad. But you have to tell people what you're doing. Um, you can't think just because you are whoever you are that people are gonna come. True. I've built a name for myself, but I don't expect people to just come. Right. You have to be humble, and that's another thing we need to touch on. We all are still paying bills, just like Tom. Mo, Larry, and Curly. Dick and Harry, too. I was about to say that, hey. but I know I can say you can the say, D word. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, but. Dick is short for Richard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we're all still paying bills. So, why you got this arrogance about you? Because you've done some things other people haven't? Who died and made you Jesus? Right. You know, um, it's, it's some people just so you can't give them a compliment without them looking at you like I know. 
I don't understand. I don't that. understand. That is and, so and that that's why some of us are we are immaculately talented, but get nowhere. <laughs> but get nowhere because of our arrogance. We actually get nowhere And sometimes it can be our attitude Or our, or our professionalism right. That's another thing I would like to see changed Our professionalism One thing you can and will not do If you ever play or sing with me Is be unprofessional I have built my brand and I have worked hard for my name mm -hmm. and I want to keep it in good standing right. because people are quick to throw bad negativity on it. Yes. And once it's there, it ain't coming off. It ain't that easy because it follows you. Your reputation follows you. So if we perform, if we, if we have a show and we're performing somewhere, we're going to look the part. Everybody needs to be dressed to impress. That is just is just that simple because people pay attention to that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, they look at you on your professionalism, how your band acts, and that's why everybody has an appointed title. As far as music wise, I tell Eric Pruitt, my musical director, my expectations, what I want, my set list. He handles the band. I handle the vocalist. Travis, my assistant musical director, he helps with the music and he helps with the harmonies. Mm -hmm other than that and it helps to alleviate a lot of stuff off of me so that I can just be an artist but that's a, like I said we just need more support mm -hmm. less attitude more humbleness learning to promote yourselves I, girl there's so much stuff I, I always ask about that because there are people who all they would need to do honestly is it don't even have to be like like you said flooding the timeline they don't have to do that just a little bit of promoting yourself and you you'd be surprised how many people be like oh man you got that right. going or on. even even being approachable some people aren't approachable to, some people aren't even approachable not only to just your 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 colleague but to your fans Man. But to your fans, that's why, Leah, if you notice, after every show, what do I do? I come down into the audience. You slap people. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't shake hands. I give hugs. Yeah, I yeah. tell people, thank you. I do raffles. I do giveaways. Right. I try to tell these people, thank you for coming out to see me. If I have a show and it's at a ticket price, I try to keep that ticket price affordable. Affordable because you paying to get in. You got to pay to eat and drink. If we're doing a raffle, you're going to take part of that. You got to pay for parking. Mm -hmm. You have to take it into consideration. When these people come out, they want to spend at least $100, $150 in that one night just to come and see you sing for an hour. People don't understand that. And I get I get it as an artist. We, we, we I come out of pocket for a lot because we got hair, we got makeup, we got clothing. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 if, if a ticket is anywhere from ten to twenty five dollars, okay, that's doable. If you can go and see Beyonce, okay, for fifteen hundred dollars, and you still in those bleeds, boo boo, you can come and see Elise King for fifteen dollars. Yeah, because at least afterwards I'm gonna come and say something to you, take a free picture, sign your CD. I know I'm not her, but I'm approachable. Right, I'm approachable. And I do appreciate that from you and, and, and other artists that I follow that that you are approachable, that you put you put on a good show, yeah. that you interact with your fans. Thank you. I, I love that. That's that that keeps 
that keeps things, you know, in a lighter situation. Right, right, right. You know, it's not like, oh, I can't say nothing to them. Right. But it's people oh, like you, Leah. Yeah. Like, literally, even if you can't make a show, you have literally purchased tickets. You know what? Go ahead and bless somebody else with these tickets. Or here's just this for support. Or it could be the smallest little thing if you have an audition or I ain't, you buy $10, $50. It don't matter. You do it. Even if we don't ask and you don't find that type of support just anywhere. Another thing is reciprocating. If somebody is supporting you, support them. You can't just always be on the receiving end. <laughs> you can't always be on the receiving end. Shoot. That's why I said to you the other day, Leah, I said, you know what? I said, I, and this is just my personal feelings. The artists that I know and I have seen that you supported, I, I hope they would feel like me. But if you call, okay, Leah, what you need done? That's just how I feel because every time I look up, you're at a show, whether it's a show, it's a play, it's supporting by sharing our music, um, telling somebody about us, you making videos, playing our music in the background. You know what I'm saying? You are helping our brand by doing that. And if you call and say, hey, I want you to be on my podcast. All right, boo, what time? <laughs> Again, because that. this is not only helping your vision and what you want to do for your career, but still, we're talking about who? The artist. The artist and helping us. Yeah. So you're still getting that support. Right. But you got to reciprocate that back. Yeah. Because because people start to feel used. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. People start yeah. to feel used. And that's not a good feeling. And that's not a good feeling at all. It's not a good feeling at all. Don't, I, that's why I tell people I don't burn bridges because I never know when I got to go back across them. Mm-hmm. If you got someone that genuinely supports you. Don't burn that bridge. Not even tie bridges. Not even tie bridges. Leah, go to bed. <laughs> go, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Willie? <laughs> so, Elise, um, I really appreciate your input on the business aspect of the music industry mm -hmm. what have you learned the most while being an entertainer slash businesswoman in Detroit um I have learned a lot um I don't even know where to start honestly start in the middle start at the end start at the beginning um I've learned to always keep your la your relationships in good standing. Mm -hmm. um, network is key. Networking is key. Um, making contacts, uh, maintaining those relationships, um, reaching out to people. Continue to reach out even if they don't reach back. Reach out, reach out, reach past them if you have to. Mm -hmm. um, uh, always be uh, upfront and honest about your word especially when dealing with money and other people especially when you like I said I'm the leader of a band of seven to eight people so sometimes venues things happen right sometimes venues will say you get paid that night and then that night may come and something may happen to where you can't get paid for this day or a couple of days after you immediately let your band know mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it's been times where I've come out of pocket to make sure they were good that night and I just waited that extra day or two or so yeah, I was gonna ask um, you if that ever happened yeah sometimes it happens if I have it I'll be able to to um you know compensate them that night 
but um, musicians and singers are expensive. And if I don't have it, then I'll just let them know, like, hey, guys, we got a, a few days wait on us. This happened. And you all, you be honest with them and you let them know up front. Um, uh, but, yeah, just uh, honesty is key mm-hmm. with business. Um, being understanding, um, non-confrontational. Um, just making sure that you dot your I's and cross your T's because people will try to get over on you. Um, and you have to know your worth. Um, I don't base what I, um, what I do or what we do around anyone's budget Mm -hmm. because people will tell you they have a budget of this, of five when they got a budget of 10 just so they can cut something in half and pocket the rest of it. Right. I budget based off of our talent. Mm-hmm. And I know what we are, who we are, what we have done on our, our track record, our repertoire. I know what we do when we hit that stage. Mm-hmm. So um, I try to make sure I have a minimum. I set a minimum for what we do to make sure that everybody is okay. Um, because this is my nine to five. This is my nine to forever. I don't work a regular job. I don't sit at a desk. I don't got no typewriter, no keyboard. Right. I don't punch no clock. This is what I do. This is what literally pays my bills. And sometimes I, I make enough money to pay my bills and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. So I get my hustle on because this is what I'm born to do. This is what I want to do. And when you buy, um, you know, I have to consistently keep myself relevant. Right. Um, I have to promote myself as an artist. Um, I have to uh, submit to festivals, submit to shows, submit to promoters and DJs to get my music played. I have to um, keep my merchandise up. I have to, you know, restock and that costs money. Sometimes I'm performing just to restock on CDs or just to restock on T-shirts, okay. um, which I need to do because people have been asking me for T-shirts. Um, but fun money been a little funny lately, so I ain't been <laughs> able to do it, you know. <laughs> right. Um, um, but you have to, uh, I've learned a lot as far as, uh, business in this year, you know, 2017 was the first year I did a tour. Right. I did my own individual independent tour. Um, doing, that was the first time I ever been outside of Michigan. How was that? Um, it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it made me hungry because, um, of what was out there, the different, getting to see people from different cultures and learning different languages and people from just from different uh, geographics was amazing. Where all did um, you go? Uh, in 2017, uh, I went everywhere from Oregon to Utah to, uh, where did we go? Uh, Palm Springs, we went so many places. 2018, the same, we went to Indiana, we visited Idlewild. Um, uh, looking to go to Hawaii this year. Ah. Um, we're de- definitely going to be going to, uh, oh, I went to LA, um, Atlanta. You know, I'm uh, looking to go to Philadelphia this year. Um, I've already got a few tour dates already set in stone. Um, I don't release my tour dates until I get at least 15 to 20. Okay. I'm over 10 right now, but I okay. haven't reached 15 tour dates as far as out-of-state dates. So once I hit that 15 mark, then I will set that schedule up um, so people can know what I have coming. You know, I normally start touring in June. Um, so once that happens, y'all going to get that. Get okay. that date, so so when, you, when you went to the different states, where it, was it well-received? Very well-received. They treated... If Detroit treated me 
how I got treated out there, I wouldn't have bad thing to say about my city. Wow. Um, when I say that I got the royal treatment, mm -hmm. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, they 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 flew me out. Mm -hmm. You know, took care of hotel. Um, I didn't have to worry about, you know, everything I wanted in my rider was taken care of. It wasn't oh we gonna pick and choose what we can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my rider was fully um, compensated for. All of my background vocalist band, if I you know had them, if it was a a full band show, if it was a track show, everything was compensated for. That's Transportation awesome. to and from hotel to and from the festival. Um, had a driver the whole time I was there. If it was 12 o'clock at night and I wanted to go get something to eat, if I called that driver, that driver was coming. That's dope. And that's on top of being paid to perform. Wow. You know, um, and all, and I was able to keep all of my proceeds from my merchandise. The festivals in Detroit, you have to give a part of your proceeds really? to the festivals. Some of them, yeah. And to me, that's crazy. You didn't help me with this music you didn't pay for the studio time wow. you didn't help burn these cds or get these cds printed up uh why do i got to give you some of what i did i mean I, I get that i'm selling at the festival but when you are already only paying the uh the couple cent that you are you know this is how i'm making extra but you still mm -hmm. want to reach back into here so yeah i did have a question about when they have the, the shows that are um, like at the festivals or mm -hmm. downtown at campus marshes and different things of that nature that are free to the people coming out to see you guys. Are, are you compensated well for those things? Nine times out of 10, no, mm -hmm. being honest. Um, I'm not gonna speak on any festival names, um, but nine, t nine times out of 10, no, um, I've done this is how I decide or decipher if uh, I want to do a festival for free or if I'm going to, because if I do it for free, that doesn't mean my band or my singers right. do it. So I have to still compensate them. Sometimes they do. Um, if it's, if it, if I know for sure it's going to lead to a bigger opportunity. Okay. I have done opening act gigs for free. Um, because of the name of the person that I'm opening for. Okay. And it led, it did, it led to bigger opportunities. That's good. Um, because I developed relationships with promoters to where they knew um, what I could bring and they knew, um, you know, I wasn't a person that was going to not promote um, or I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to damage their brand. Mm -hmm. um, and they made good on their promises to make sure that other opportunities presented themselves where it was paid and it was it was an immense pay. Okay. So, um, you know, so I decipher, you know, what to and what not to. Um, I, I have opportunities to sing every single day if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I don't take them, though. Right. I'd rather sit at home or be in a studio working on my craft and continuously be out there and not making any money, especially, you know, you have to pay for transportation, hair, makeup, you know, uh, stylists, outfits. You have to do all of that stuff. People right. don't take into consideration those things, and that's on top of having to pay your employees, your band members, and then trying to make sure you got something in your pocket on top of paying for bills. Right. So um, it's a learning process, you know. Um, yeah, if you want the best entertainment for your festival, you pay for it. Yeah. These headliners that you're flying in, they're not always, you know, they ain't, 
they they are why the people are coming too, but the people are looking at us just as well. Right. You know, the openers, they're looking at us. So I do think that festivals in Detroit need to get better with that because they do not like to pay their artists. Mm. A lot of festivals don't. Um, the festivals I have been blessed to be a part of, 90% of them do pay. 90% of them do pay. Um, but there have been a few that I've done for for nothing. And, and that was a judgment call on me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I did my research to find out, right. you know, but is this going to be a payoff? And it, it, and it was. Okay. And it was. That's what's up. Your project, In the Key of Soul, mm -hmm. tell everybody where they can get that from. In the Key of Soul, you can find that on all digital media outlets from iTunes to Amazon to Google Play, Spotify, Rhapsody, everywhere. Um, I forgot about Rhapsody. Rhapsody, I mean, Apple Music, everywhere. You can find it everywhere. How long did it take you to put that project together? Um... Not long, uh, a little longer than I expected. I was really indecisive about what songs I wanted to go on there, mm -hmm. but um, it was it was a different project for me because everybody's used to the powerhouse, um, and this was more of a laid back, you know, kind of just a vibe, mm -hmm. um, you know, album. So it was different. I was self conscious about the way that it sounded because I didn't really recognize my voice. What? what? Um, yeah, I didn't really recognize my voice. I'm like, who is this person? Really? But it was just a different side of Elise, you know. Okay. So that's all that was. But you can find it everywhere. Even on my website, EliseKing.com. You can okay. find it there. So let everybody know how they can get in touch with you versus, you know, if it's an email or your social media mm -hmm. so that, you know, you can get some bookings and whatnot and All stuff. Right, and whatnot and stuff. Well, you guys can visit my website at www.eliseking.com. That is spelled A-L-I-S-E-K-I-N-G.com. You can also reach me via email at book eliseking.com that's b-o-o-k-a-l-i-s-e-k-i-n-g at gmail.com um you can reach me on my facebook artist page elise king music instagram elise king music twitter elise king music um i am very accessible so um i'm not gonna give up myself i don't know because some weirdos be you know doing too much but um yeah i don't, I don't want to tell you my story about that <laughs> i can't girl i can't tell you the stuff that i be getting here <laughs> but yes that is my um my booking information you can reach me um via my website or my booking email all right and would you like to sing us a little something <laughs> who can resist that face lately <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna sing what do you want to what do you want to hear me sing I don't know what to say. Hmm. I don't know what to say. I never know what to say. You want to hear something like original, something cover, something inspirational? What do you want to hear? Something original. Hmm. Life. She like life. She love that song. I do. I do. Um. Good old days. <laughs> Queen um. shit. Uh, times are hard, frustration come and go. The rain pours and the winds start to blow. 
persecution, feminine disease, sleepless nights, your life's not at ease, condemnation, redemption, hesitation, no, these are the days and times of our lives. Life is hard, all knows well that we are living here on earth, the world's hell. Life is hard, all knows well that we are living here on earth, the world's hell. Well, this has been a vibe session with Elise King on Vibing in the D with Lily. You can catch a new episode every Thursday. And remember, if you want to be a part of the vibe, catch me vibing. Catch it. Dab. Detroit, Detroit, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate everyone out there who tunes in to this podcast. It is something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. And when you share it, when you like it, when you tell other people, that just makes me smile. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you tune in every Thursday. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who's going to be next because let's let it just be a surprise. But in the meantime, in between time, take care of yourself, love yourself, and catch me out vibing.